What is going on, everyone? This is Zach from Clutch Crew Sports, back with another podcast. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about week one of the NFL season. We're going to go over some good, some bad, some ugly uh, for the AFC and the NFC teams. Uh, Personally, watching these games, this was a crazy, crazy week one. I've never seen kickers matter more um, than (laughs) week one of this season. I mean, it's pretty apparent that you know teams weren't really taking kicking seriously in the offseason and now some teams are paying the price some teams are benefiting from it so you know kickers their importance level i think is much more heightened after this week uh, but some crazy uh, results as expected from week one in the nfl and i'm always here for that uh, let me introduce you now to the rest of the crew What's going on, guys? It's Connor, the co-host with the most. And, you know, I was a benefactor of one of those crazy games. Uh, You know, the Steelers managed to pull the upset over the Bengals, although some somber news going there that we've probably lost TJ Watt for, if not the entire season, at least most of the season. So that's going to be a huge hamper on the defense. But, yeah, definitely excited to get this. There was, you know, there was a tie, you know, potentially was going to be a second tie. Like I can't even remember the last time two ties happened in the, uh, in the same week in the NFL. That's got to be ages and ages ago, but there was the potential for that in the Steelers Bengals game. Um, and then of course, all the, the, just the one o'clock window in general was nuts. So uh, I'm excited to talk about these teams. Yeah. So um, th- that's what we'll be talking about. Good, bad and ugly. And Next week, we're going to be doing more so the buy or sell, like overreaction sort of stuff. Um, we want to give at least two weeks before we <laughs> talk about the, like, <laughs> we're not saying, oh, my God, this team's out of the playoffs. Like, we're not saying that yet. We might say that <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, you know, for so, you know, if so if like the, you know, Rams or Bengals yeah. start 0-2, then we might start considering these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll have a whole host of other, you know, sort of questions. Um, hopefully Eric will be able to join us for that as well. So we'll have the whole crew on for that. But uh, for now, anyways, um, just looking at week one, obviously it's important not to get too high or too low based off week one's results. We know this is when usually the irregularities happen for the season teams that win week one don't always necessarily go on to have a winning season and of course you can lose this game still do fine but like after the second or third week that's when it's real rare that the super bowl elite teams you know if you if you don't you know start out with a positive record you know after two or three games then it's probably not going to be year a year for a super bowl but um we'll start with the afc and uh, my, we'll start with the good as well. <laughs> we'll work our way down <laughs> to the ugly. But for the good, um, I'm going to have to take the Kansas City Chiefs. I think um, what a just dominant win for him to go on the road at Arizona. You know, Arizona was a playoff team last year. A lot of people expect them to miss the playoffs or take a step back from last year. And I definitely agree they're not the toughest of competitions, but it's still on the road for them and a team they're not super familiar with in another conference um, that has a good quarterback in Kyler Murray. They just looked like the regular chiefs. And, you know, I was, you know, during the off season, that was a question 
oh, is losing Tyreek Hill going to change the offense? Or is Patrick Mahomes not, is he going to be exposed without Tyreek Hill? And I never bought into any of that stuff to begin with. But uh, the, the Chiefs just affirm that, you know, they're here to stay. The, you know, that, that they're a team to be reckoned with. All the talk in the AFC West with the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos all getting better. In my mind, they're still, they have to beat the Chiefs. Like, you know, until they beat the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the favorites. They should be the ones definitely to be feared. Uh, it was pretty surprising in last week's episode. None of us had them in the AFC championship game. I, that felt a little weird to me, um, <laughs> <laughs> considering the last, like, I can't even remember the last time, you know, someone like Eric didn't pick them to win the Super Bowl. So, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I'm pretty I'm pretty sure, like, other than this season, because, you know, we've made we've had four other, you know, uh, prediction sets that we've made. And in those other three, like, I'm pretty sure in every single one, we've all had the ch- AFC title game, like every single one of us. It yeah. wasn't even like, you know. Um, you know, we would have different winners. Like we, we didn't necessarily all have them winning the AFC title game, but we all had them at least in it. So yeah, that was definitely very weird. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the offense, it's still, it's still going to be good. Mahomes is still great. Obviously, um, they didn't lose a step without Tyree kill. Travis Kelsey showed that he's still in my mind, the best tight end. So I, the defense looked good as well. Just the chiefs, Everything they checked the box on everything this week, um, as well as having an emergency kicker too. So <laughs> talking about the kicker situation, you know the Bucker, you know he on his first kickoff uh, came up limp, and uh, Justin Reed did a pretty phenomenal job on kickoffs after that. But yeah, so the Chiefs they're one that they had one of the best performances this week, and uh, not to be outdone though, Connor talked about the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills, they were the other team that, you know, I'm having that we're having here is the good, you know, definitely a good week for the top teams in the AFC, you know, the ones that were dominant last year. Um, the Chiefs and the Bills definitely still proving that, you know, they're the ones to beat in the AFC. And the Bills looked completely dominant in week one against the Rams, you know, the defending Super Bowl champions on the road. You know, I know the Rams don't necessarily have that much of a home field advantage. I know like half the stadium was still Bills fans, but, you know, it is still travel. It's still on the other side of the country. And, you know, it was looking a little bit shaky in the first uh, the first half. You know, it was tied 10 to 10. But after the uh, halftime, but um, after halftime, when the second half rolled around, the Bills just completely ran away with it. Josh Allen was looking like he was an MVP form. You know, he only really had one mistake on the night. You know, one of his interceptions, the first one was really not his fault. It like bounced out of the hands of Isaiah McKenzie and into the defender's hands. So that was on McKenzie. It was really only his second interception. That was a little bit of a bad mistake on his part, but the rest of his night, you know, 300 yards passing four total touchdowns. Um, The one thing that was a little bit bad for the bills was the run game still looked a little weak. Like Devin Singletary had an okay game, but Zach Moss and James Cook both had fumbles, so that was not a good look. But the defense, especially the pass rush, Von Miller still showed that he has it. You know, he had two sacks. The Bills as a team had, I think, seven sacks, which is the most sacks they've had in a really long time. You know, they've always been known for having this vaunted and deadly secondary, which it still is deadly, you know, not to mention the fact that they played this game without Tredavious White, their top corner. 
Um, and that still is a big strength of this defense, but now they have a pass rush to go with this, uh, this secondary, which is, you know, good luck ever throwing on the Buffalo bills. If both of those pieces are in sync, because, um, you know, you're not going to be getting hundred yard games against Tredavious white or Jordan Poyer. And now that Gregory Rousseau and Von Miller are getting up in your face constantly, that just makes it even tougher. So the bills, you know, they definitely proved why they're the super bowl favorites. Um, you know, no, no bad things there. They made Matthew Stafford and the Rams look silly, um, which plot to plot twist going to get to them a little bit later, but yeah. And I definitely agree with everything Zach said about the chiefs. These are still the teams to beat in the AFC for the, for sure. Yep. So chiefs and bills, you know, they get A's on their report card for week one. <laughs> um, but we'll go now to the bad and we've each got one AFC team here now for the bad uh, before we do the ugly. But for me, I mean, this is this team is debatable in the ugly category, but I'm going to put the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what were you going to say? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think I remember your uh, your Twitter post that you made about how overrated this team. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely, uh, you know, reads my tweet. You look smart with that one. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, you know, I, you know, the, the Colts have a good team of players. It's just. I feel like everybody's been overrating them. They've been, what was it last year? Didn't they have the most pro bowlers or something like that? Like something they didn't, like that. Even, yeah, make, they didn't they even make the playoffs, you know? Well, you know, say the pro bowlers are obviously a weird category these days though, given that, yeah. you know, of course all the players in the Super Bowl don't, don't end up going, which I know there was a lot of Bengals players that didn't end up going. And then, um, you know, half of the players seem like they opt out these days. So I, I try not to put too much stock in Pro Bowls anymore. Like, <laughs> no, it's, you know, I can go to a Pro Bowl if I really want to. <laughs> That's how it is. <laughs> go um, play some dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the Colts, you know, they ended things pretty poorly last year. You know, it wasn't just that Jacksonville game. Down the stretch, they looked bad. And it, it showed again today. I mean, I was not a, I mean, I do think Matt Ryan is a slight upgrade on Carson Wentz, but I didn't think it was anything that's going to take him to the next level, or I didn't view it like the Matthew Stafford, you know, Rams signing did. So I just wasn't high on the Colts. You know, the Texans, they're still that gritty team from last year. You know, it's uh, definitely, if you go to Houston to play, you better, you know, do your due diligence and stuff. Cause you can't just expect to walk in there and win. They're a pretty gritty team that, you know, if you're not, you know, if you overlook them, they can certainly beat you. Now this, you know, it ended in a tie for them. So they avoided the loss to the Texans. If they'd lost, it would have avoided been, the L. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have, it would have been the ugly, but I mean, the fact that it still was a tie is not, not a good indicator for the Colts, the AFC South though, definitely for the taking, you know, as no team won this week. So, you know, it's n I'm not saying season's over or anything like that. They got to go to Jacksonville next week where they've had, you know, demons there. So um, just not a good showing for Matt Ryan and the Colts this week. Um, we'll see if they can bounce back, though. Hopefully not. Um, Connor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us about another uh, another bad team here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know you and Eric were definitely happy about the uh, the Colts Texans tie and the Titans loss. Yeah. Like that was definitely the best case scenario for oh, you all yeah. there. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders here, and, you know, they didn't necessarily perform too bad, but it's just, you know, not a good start for them getting off here in the AFC West, given that, you know, this is um, the most stacked division in football, and, you know, the Broncos don't play until Monday. I know this comes out on Tuesday, but we record these episodes a little bit earlier, so, um, you know, the Broncos, they've yet to go, but it's likely they're probably going to get a win against Seattle, given the state of the Seahawks right now. So the Raiders most likely are going to be the only team in the West that are going to start with a loss, and that's just not good, especially given that this loss came to the Chargers. So you're already at a disadvantage when it comes to divisional games against them. You know, so they pretty much have to go and win the next game against them. Otherwise, you know, the Chargers will own any tiebreaker against them. But Derek Carr just looked to be off to me. You know, he played okay, but the fact that he, you know, had three interceptions, that's obviously not very good. And I feel like, it seemed like at times to me that he was just trying to force it to Devontae Adams, which, you know, Adams is borderline the best receiver in the league, but you know, you can't just be staring down Adams every play and trying to force it to him. Like they were not able to get the run game going really that much. Jacobs didn't have active of a day, you know, Waller started to get some targets towards the end, but he wasn't really targeting Waller early on Hunter Renfro was MIA this game. You know, it's like, they just weren't taking advantage of a lot of these other weapons they have on the team. It's like, Oh, you know, screw it. Devontae Adams out there somewhere like that seemed to be what their offense was like. So, you know, their defense did a decent job um, holding the Chargers run game in intact. But Justin Herbert came close to throwing for 300 yards and, you know, he looked like he was on cruise control the game. So there's definitely some things for the Raiders that they got to clean up here if they want want to have any chance of competing with these other AFC West teams, because you know, like I said, they've already got the one loss to the Chargers. The Broncos are probably going to win on Monday, and the Chiefs looked totally dominant. So you can't be the one that's starting from the bottom in this division. No, I I 100% agree. This is a division where it's not like the AFC South where, you know, you can lose and <laughs> still be, you know, right there in the thick of it. If you, you know, these losses, they're going to count later in the season. You're going to look back and you know, if the Chargers are a game and a half behind the last week, well, it's too bad for them. They could have won week one. But, mm. you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but obviously they still have, you know, time to improve. Um, the good, we've talked about the good and the bad. Now the ugly, um, definitely this is, you know, there's a lot of choices, I think, for this. But I went with, <laughs> I went with the New England Patriots for the ugly. Um now they've lost to Miami so many times. Obviously, they tried to go. They they adjusted their travel plans and they came to South Florida on like Tuesday or something like that to try and acclimate to the heat sooner than the normal NFL travel time. It didn't work. Obviously, they <laughs> lost pretty yeah, pretty handily to the Dolphins. An interesting stat too. Tua is actually four and zero against the Patriots in his career, which um, oh, I don't man. think any I don't think anybody's ever been four and zero against Belichick before, but except for maybe when he was in Cleveland or something like that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe then. But yeah, no, that's definitely surprising. I did not know that. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, last year they they swept them, and I guess his rookie season he was one and zero against them. But yeah, so for the the Patriots. Not how you want to start. Obviously, they it ended terrible for him, terribly for him in the wild card from last season, and now you know they 
they've just got a problem where they can't win these divisional games. You know, last year the Bills were clearly better than them. The Dolphins finished lower than them in the standings, but they beat them both times. They beat them again. You know, it's them and the Jets at the bottom, and I think this pretty much affirms that's how it's going to be this season. I'd be surprised if the Patriots were a top two team in this division. Their offense was just so bad. Um, Mac Jones, he suffered a back injury. I don't know what the status for him. Um, I know he was going for x-rays and stuff, but the Patriots, you know, they like to keep secrets and stuff. So they're not going to tell us until they have to what his injury status is. Um, So he, he wasn't looking that good anyways, but now he's hurt. You know, the offense is just a mess. I think it's a, it's a huge mess that they don't have an offensive coordinator and they've got like Matt Patricia calling plays and he's better than you know, Joe Judge. Because, <laughs> you know, that, that, that works out, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are they? I mean, I just really, really question what's going on in New England. And I, I've kind of been doing that all offseason with their draft, their free agency, um, just everything. I, to me, they're just one of these teams that's not getting better. Um, and so I think this is going to be a pretty, pretty bad year for the Patriots in general. I think this is the start of it. Um, and sorry, Nate, but, you know, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think everyone's here for yeah. it with how much success the Patriots have had, especially in our lifetimes, you know. Yeah. At, le- at least Eric got to uh, avoid that for, you know, like the first 10 years of his life or so. But you and I have pretty much been alive for, you know, that's all we've known is the Patriots dynasty. So, um, yeah. definitely here for the Patriots struggling. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so then the other team here, you know, Zach is right. There was actually a lot of candidates for the ugly here. Um, But I'm going to go with, you know, the team that my Steelers beat, the Cincinnati Bengals. And while the Steelers did look fairly, at least the offense for the Steelers looked pretty ugly in that game. um, The Bengals, you know, if the Steelers had lost that game, I don't think anyone would have really, you know, batted an eyelash. They would have been like, oh, well, you know, that's to be expected. The Bengals swept them last year and you know, the Bengals are Super Bowl contenders. So, and the Steelers are in a little bit of a rebuild mode, at least when it comes to the offense. So not surprising, but the Bengals, you know, Joe Burrow, he did get better as the game went on, but really for the first, you know, three quarters, especially like he was just really off, you know, four interceptions, um, you know, and one of them, and there was another turnover that he had that it was officially classified as a strip sack. Cause I guess his arm wasn't going forward, but you know, the ball got popped up in the air and came Cam Hayward was able to pull it out of the air and that counted as another turnover. So five turnovers attributed to Joe Burrow, um, you know, and just a lot of them were just bad throws. He almost threw a fifth interception, too. And when the Bengals were trying to get the game uh, tying touchdown, he almost threw a fifth one. Cam Sutton and just went right, right out of his fingertips. Um, you know, and of course, Evan McPherson. You know, Zach was talking about kickers at the start of this. You know, he's one of the best young kickers in the league. He nailed a 59 yarder in the first quarter. And I was like, oh, man, you know, I sure hope we don't get into a situation where this guy's having to, you know, kick a game winning field goal or something. You know, I I have to deal with that whenever we play the Ravens. I'm like, that's the last team I ever want to need a game winning field goal because I just know Justin Tucker is going to make it. Um, But 
you know, I, I won't hurt him too much for the missed extra point because that was it, it got blocked. Like Mega Fitzpatrick made a good play, but then he just completely shanked the, you know, it was like a 36 yarder or something that he just totally shanked for the win in overtime. And it led to the Steelers getting another chance to go down and win the game. So definitely really not a good look for the uh, the Bengals, you know, coming off that Super Bowl appearance, uh, losing at home in front of their home crowd against a division rival, you know, I guess there's a little bit of light given that, you know, the Steelers got kind of hurt in this game. So maybe the Bengals will be able to do better against them later in the season, but they just really need to get better on offense because the defense for the most part did its job, but Burrow needs to really cut down on the turnovers. You know, they need to get the run game going more. They kind of went away from Mixon later in the game, which they really should have stuck with him. And, you know, it's really not a good look for, a potential Super Bowl contender to lose in the way they did in the first week. So, um, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll be back here next week talking about them uh, being like a Cinderella story last year and being a fluke if they lose again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was definitely just a weird game in general. I, I caught the end of it, so I saw that. But uh, yeah, the fact that, you know, they were still in overtime when they had a negative five turnover margin was just you know i mean that says that's saying poorly about the steelers there but like just how do you you know have five turnovers but somehow can still win the game and then those kicks and stuff they were i guess they said their um their snapper or their holder or somebody was like a backup there yeah so that like the field goal was um they had a bad snap on it, and I know they didn't set the laces up, so he kicked it off the laces, which so that, well, that's I mean, what I mean, caused it. Yeah, go. I mean, my thing with that is that, like, I know the snap was high, but, like, if you're a good NFL kicker, then, like, the laces yeah. shouldn't matter. Like, I mean, that was on McPherson in my mind, but then, like, I thought it was funny on the fir- on the extra point, they were trying to, like, make excuses for them trying to be like, oh, well, you know, it must have taken longer because there was a new long snapper, and that's why Minka got in there. I'm like, no, like, I think Minka just made a good play. Like, that was a pretty good snap and a good hold. It was just the Steelers made a good play. Like, quit trying to discredit us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, you know, special teams are pretty important for sure. I I think a lot of teams are realizing that now. But um, we'll head over now to the NFC and uh, repeat this process with the good, bad, and the uglies. Um, I've got the New York Giants actually as a good. Um, Surprise. (laughs) It's very surprising. But, you know, the Giants, you know, winning this week, I think, you know, nobody expected them to go to Nashville and win, especially me. I had the Titans on the lock. or um, Your survival uh, pick. Survival, yeah. So (laughs) I, I thought that was the game I wouldn't have to worry about like I wasn't even really doing a strategy there I just picked my most confident you know I had every game to choose from and that was my most confident one and it wasn't a win for the Titans but uh the the Giants they look pretty good Saquon Barkley especially had a I don't know if it was a career day but one of his best days in years and you know the Giants they they look good on defense as well they had you know you know, Brian Dayball was definitely appearing to be a, a good head coaching change for him. They just looked like, you know, a much better NFL team. They were competitive pretty much the whole way out. I know the first half wasn't great for him, but 
you know, the second half they came alive. Daniel Jones did some nice things as well for him. So just a, a kind of a surprising, you know, shocking thing. But it's good for them that they won this because now they can possibly build off that momentum, you know, you know, celebrate this, but then go in and kind of make a little run here. Not saying they're going to do that or anything, but definitely a surprising team that's starting off on a good foot. Um so I, I thought they were one of the better teams in the in the NFC this week. Um, Connor, who is your uh, your pick for this? Yeah, so my pick here is going to be uh, the Minnesota Vikings. It was to pick a good NFC team. We didn't really mention this when we were talking about the AFC, but the NFC really struggled this week. Um, not a whole lot of wins coming for the NFC, and um, the couple wins that did come for the NFC, either it was against another NFC team, and even then it wasn't like terribly – good wins per se. So I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings though. Um, They did take down their arch rival, the green Bay Packers in week one. Um, I mean, they just look pretty good. I know I, I thought the Packers were going to win, but in my mind, I did think that the Vikings did have a chance just because the Vikings, at least in the Kirk cousins era, you know, they actually are pretty much around the 500 mark when playing the Packers, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, like he owns the lions and he owns the bears, but um, I mean, kind of who doesn't own the Lions and the Bears, but um, <laughs> but, you know, against the Vikings, it's usually, you know, it's pretty even between these teams and um, just the Packers. You know, I'm trying not to put too much into this just because, you know, they did the same thing last year where they looked like total trash in week one when they played the Saints. But then they came back and, of course, you know, went 13 and four and um, were one of the best teams last year. But Aaron Rodgers really struggled. He didn't even hit the 200 yard mark. Um, it was another case of just these teams really going away from the run. Um, Aaron Jones only got five carries in the game, which is, you know, Aaron Jones is a really good running back. I don't know why you would do that. So the Vikings did a good job. Um, Justin Jefferson, you know, he was talking a lot before the season started saying he was going to really separate himself as the best receiver. And he certainly made a case for himself. He had close to 200 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Um, so a big day for Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook also had a really nice game, uh, close to 100 yards rushing. So just an all around solid performance for the Vikings. You know, they didn't really do anything wrong. You know, Kirk Cousins didn't make any mistakes. He didn't throw any interceptions. So um just to get this big divisional win, you know, the, a lot of people see the Packers as vulnerable this year without having Devontae Adams anymore. So definitely very important for the Vikings to get this early win over the Packers because, you know, it was it's kind of similar to what I was talking about with the Raiders and Chargers. It's like, OK, now the Vikings have the edge. You know, the Packers have to win the game against them later this season. Otherwise, the Vikings will win any tiebreaker they have against them. So. Um, definitely a good start for the Vikings trying to work towards getting that first NFC North crown in quite a while. Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that game surprised me a little bit, even though, like you said, green Bay has been vulnerable week ones before the Vikings have historically played well against the Packers. It just feels though, like it's been a little while since the Vikings won that game, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't you know just, what it you is. don't really think about it. <laughs> Like Kirk Cousins or whatever, I don't know. He might not have a great record well, against the Packers, but well, you know what? What happened? What helped them here was it wasn't a prime time game. That's what it was. You know, true, if it was in, if it was in prime time, Kirk Cousins would have thrown like three interceptions and <laughs> fumbled it twice or something. But it was a, a four o'clock game, so he did a lot better. <laughs> well, can you believe? Um, I don't know if it was like Randy Moss or somebody like or uh, Michael Irvin, somebody 
predicted Kirk Cousins to win the MVP, like seriously. Oh like everyone, <laughs> like they had, like the NFL Network had, like everybody picked their MVP, like Josh Allen, Burrow, Herbert, like Mahomes, and then like all, the, Mahomes, all the usual yeah. suspects. <laughs> the, you, and then Michael Irving, I think, picked Kirk Cousins. I was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> But, it's funny because uh, you you can't even call that a homer pick. It's not no. like he played for the Vikings. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I that was surprising. But um, moving on to the bad now, um, I'm gonna go with the Arizona Cardinals as the bad. It, you know, the Chiefs were the goods, and I talked about them beating up on the Cardinals. So that makes the Cardinals uh, fall in the bad category. Wasn't really close for most of the game. Chiefs, you know jumped up to an early lead and just kind of added to it as the game went on. Cardinals struggled on offense for a bit, some turnovers. um, And I think this has the potential to be, to go really bad. They play in a tough division. If they don't win their divisional games, um, you know, they've got a tough schedule. Like I noted in their season preview, this could go really, really bad for them. I believe their GM was extended in the offseason. Um, I don't know if Kingsbury was, though. I, he may or may not have been extended. But either way, um, you know, the Cardinals fans, they're going to be, you know, they're already kind of impatient with how things are going. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. The complete failures at the end of last season. Like, if they don't start out good, I don't think there's any faith in this team later on in the year. You know, they're, they're one of those teams that needs to start out the season hot, and this is just not it. I don't know who they play in week two, but, you know, I think for any team, um, you know, that's 0-1, you know, the Cardinals, if they were to start out 0-2, I think it could just be the sign of, of bad things to come for them. So to answer your question about who they play next week, they play the Raiders in Vegas. Ooh, so that's like two <laughs> two teams that made the bad list. Um, so uh, <laughs> sounds like you know I'm talking about like Santa giving like presents, you know, the naughty list or whatever. But um, <laughs> but yeah, the that's a huge game for him. That's also going to be the Chandler Jones revenge game for him too. So uh, yeah, the. Uh, Cardinals, I don't, I don't know. It's just if, if what we saw today is any indication of their season, it's, it's not going to go well for them. Yeah. So moving on here to the other bad team from the NFC, the Carolina Panthers. You know, this was the, the Baker Mayfield revenge game. You know, it seems like there's gonna be a lot of revenge games happening this year um, with Mayfield, and I know later in the season we're gonna have the Deshaun Watson revenge game. But um, this was happening in. Boy, oh boy, man, Baker, he looked awful the first couple, uh, really for the first three quarters. It wasn't until the fourth quarter that he really started to wake up. You know, he was just making some really bad throws. Looked like he hadn't thrown a football in over a year just with the way he was making these throws. Like he was overthrowing receivers. He was underthrowing receivers. He had one play where it looked, it almost looked like he forgot that he was playing for the Panthers and not the Browns because he threw it directly to a Browns player. Like there wasn't even a Panthers player like, really super close to that ball. So um, really bad for him there. And then just the other bad thing for the Panthers here in this game besides him was, you know, the offensive line really struggled. You know, that was one thing that they really thought they were going to be able to fix in the offseason. They drafted Ikwonu from NC State, and 
Miles Garrett, for the most part, ate him alive. Um, you know, not necessarily saying that, you know, that was unexpected. You know, it's a really tough task for a rookie offensive tackle to, in your first game, draw Miles Garrett on the other side. But, you know, the, the Browns pass rush was getting to Mayfield pretty much all game. And the defense, you know, they did an okay job, but their run defense was looking really bad. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, especially Chubb, were gashing them for a lot of yards. So definitely going to be something to watch out for here. I know I'm, I mentioned at one point when I was watching this game, given how bad Baker was, like I know Sam Darnold is hurt, but I was like, man, if he wasn't hurt, I'd almost consider going to him at this point with how bad Baker had been looking, um, which anytime you're wanting to put Sam Darnold in for someone, you know, they must be doing bad. So um, going to be interesting to see how the Panthers rebound from this. You know, they are playing in a little bit of a suspect division. You know, they play in a division with the Falcons and, you know, the Saints didn't exactly look too good this week, so they could potentially get a win over against them at some point. Um, but they definitely need to build off of this. And I know there's a little bit of controversy, but um, with the rough, there was a roughing the passer call. But anytime you let Jacoby Brissett beat you, that's not a good thing. So um, not good for the Panthers. Yeah. Um, you know, and the NFC South was kind of weird this week where you thought for the whole game, the Falcons were going to win too. And then they complete, they pulled the Falcons and uh, yeah. <laughs> gave up like sure a 16, did. 16 point fourth quarter lead to the saints and gave the saints a win. So, you know, they saints fans are breathing a sigh of relief at that one, but Falcons fans probably just think, Oh, another, another year like I this. Like again. Falcons fans just have like no hair left. You know, they've been pulling it out for ages, you know, just yeah. like, when is this, when is this trope going to end of them blowing leads in the fourth quarter? Like, I feel like it's never going to end. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to keep happening. I think, um, let's uh, finish things up and talk about the ugly. And we've got two NFC West teams here uh, to talk about the ugly. I'm going to take the 49ers. Um, now I'm not going to like criticize the offense too much as far as, you know, it's Trey Lance's first game as the starter. It's he's essentially, he's like a rookie and you know, the weather conditions were terrible in this game in Chicago. There's standing water on the field. There's people using like squeegees and stuff to try and <laughs> take the water off at the end of the game the Bears players all like slid on water for like 20 yards. It was pretty crazy, like a slip and slide out there. So, you know, whenever you have these sorts of football games where it's crazy weather or wind or anything like that, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. But with, for the 49ers, the concerning part is this is the Chicago Bears. I mean, they're many people view the Bears as like one of the worst teams, myself included, you know, potential number one pick in next year's draft team. And they're also in the similar situation where they don't, they have an unproven second year quarterback with uh, Justin Fields. And so it just looks bad for the 49ers because they could have had fields who played better than Lance did. They could have had him in the draft, um, but they took Lance instead. And, you know, it's the defense, you know, I would have thought, with these conditions, the defense could have posted a shutout or something like that, or held the the Bears to just you know three points or a touchdown, or whatever. But the defense didn't quite do that. I know it was still a good defensive day for him, but um, but still Shanahan and stuff. I 
I'm just not buying Trey Lance being a good quarterback in general. So I came into this game with worries for the 49ers. It doesn't seem like the team's fully bought in on him either. You know, he wasn't loaded the captain of the team. Jimmy G's still there. People are loyal to Jimmy G in that organization. Um, a lot of people really like him as a person, I guess. So they, you know, they feel like the 49ers have done Jimmy G wrong. So it's just, I don't know, just a lot of weird vibes with the 49ers keeping Jimmy G and then this week one loss to the Bears. It's just not a good look for him. People are talking about this team as like a Super Bowl team. And, you know, granted, they are very talented. George Kittle didn't play, but not a good way to start losing to the Bears. I mean, when we look back on this later in the year, and if they end up being a good team, we're going to be like, how the heck did they lose to the Bears? But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it happened. So I'm going to put them in the uh, in the ugly category this week. Yeah, definitely, especially when you look at their offense in that game. The fact that, you know, the 49ers, you know, you think with the, these conditions, the 49ers pride themselves on being like a run-heavy, run-first team like and on their ability to run the ball, and they just completely failed at that for the most part, too. So it's like I think Trey – I mean, I know Eli Mitchell got hurt, but, you know, when Trey Lance is your leading rusher with only 50-something yards, like that's not good in a game like that. So uh, – but the final team we – mentioned them a little bit earlier so i'm going to keep this brief on them is the los angeles rams and you know i already talked about how good the bills did in that game but you know the defending super bowl champions like man you got to have a better showing than that um you know you can't just let the bills walk all over you like that especially when that could potentially be like a future super bowl matchup you know stafford looked like he was off he said that he was ready to go and that his injury wasn't hampering him but he really did look off. I don't know how much of that was just the Bills pass rush, you know, because they were getting in his face all game and how much of it was him. But he had like three interceptions and he took a lot of sacks in that game. And just another thing that really the Rams, you know, something that they uh, had a problem with last year, they just did not try to run the ball at all. Cam Akers only had like three carries in the game which really baffled me because I thought he was supposed to be the number one running back. And, you know, Daryl Henderson was the one that was in there for the most part, which I thought that he had pretty much proven that he he's not a number one running back. So big failure on the part of the run game there. And also, I mean, you know, Jalen Ramsey, like he at this point is just in my mind, one of the most overrated cornerbacks in the league. Like he got completely burned the entire game, you know, not even just on that one play where Stefan Diggs burned him, but like, he was getting burned all over the place and he was, you know, he was talking a lot of smack during the game, especially in the first half when it was close. And then just to come out on the other side with how well the bills and how much he got torched, just a really bad look for Jalen Ramsey. So um, definitely the Rams are going to have a lot of soul searching that they're going to have to do for next week. If they want to have any chance of not only making it back to the Super Bowl, but just competing in this division with teams like the Niners and Cardinals. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, three of these teams made the list here. So it's that not is true. So maybe you know, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. And and then the fourth being the, the Seahawks. Like, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen Monday night yet, but they're not expected to, to do much this year either. But um, that will wrap up this episode, guys. Thanks for uh, listening and watching. Leave a like or a comment on YouTube if you us if you enjoyed this content and until next time guys remember be clutch for eric peace